Hello beauties. I'm so excited to welcome you to the PCOS Trainer Podcast. Today I have a highly requested episode all about why women do not need to cut out gluten or dairy to see weight loss results and really diving deep into understanding a bit more about how gluten and dairy impacts our body and why you may or may not have been told to remove it from your diet. So um, sit tight. This is going to be a really educational, really interesting one for you. And I'm really showing you that, again, you don't need to cut out those foods and we don't need to push restriction in order to really thrive and lose weight with PCOS. Let's dive in. Let's talk about this because this is a commonly asked question and I think there's a lot of misinformation and that's because women are told initially that the first thing they should do to um, alleviate their PCOS symptoms is to cut out dairy. But what we need to understand is our body is giving us these cravings and these symptoms for a reason. And remember, just because you cut out gluten or dairy the first few weeks doesn't mean that the causation is the correlation. Or sorry, the correlation isn't the causation. Meaning, just because it improves your symptoms doesn't mean that's actually the thing that is causing the symptom in the first place. And so often, irritation to gluten or to dairy is usually an indicator of underlying other problems that need to be addressed. And let's face it, like the gluten and dairy is in a lot of our foods. So if we're cutting them out, it creates a lot of restriction and a negative mindset around food. And I think it's so important that women feel empowered and have the knowledge around their health, but they also understand why they're doing things. And a blanket statement of eliminating food doesn't really address what's really going on. So let's kind of start with an overview about gluten. So what is it? Well, it's a connective protein that is found within the seed of wheat. And a lot of people are sensitive to it because it's A, hard to break down in the gut, um, has not many enzymes within it, and gluten kind of sits in our gut like a glue, which glues food together. And it can cause a lot of inflammatory symptoms when it's not properly broken down. And this is why a lot of people have issues. But I'm going to come out right now and say that you likely don't need to remove all gluten unless you have celiac, okay? And I know people with celiac, and I'm telling you, I would not suggest to anyone to cut all wheat out of their diet unless they have that disease. Um, Because otherwise, like, we're probably aggravating the fact that our body can't break it down more and more. So let's talk about the root cause of why gluten is likely irritating to you and what you can do about that. So again, as I said before, removing the gluten and feeling better doesn't fix the root cause of why gluten is an issue in the first place. And the thing is, gluten has really changed. And the modern wheat that we eat today is not the same wheat that people have consumed for thousands of years. It's much, much higher in gluten. Um, It has evolved and adapted to really deal with higher pesticides that's used in food manufacturing. So if we look at things like glyphosate, which is a chemical that they spray on our wheat and our plant products, this is harmful to our gut's bacteria and it kills the healthy gut bacteria. And this changes a lot of the sensitivity within our gut. So a lot of this food is hybridized um, in food manufacturing to tolerate more pesticide use, 
Um, and a lot of non-organic food tends to have high doses of pesticides on it. So this is something to really think about why our bodies are responding this way. And we also have to think that a lot of these modern foods are fortified with synthetic vitamins and, and synthetic iron, which is not bioavailable. And if we look at like iron consumed from real food like beets, it's far more bioavailable to our body. So consuming this toxic iron is not necessarily good for our body because it can almost rust within our body, if that makes sense. And it's really hard on our digestive system and it often feeds those pathogenic bacterias, causing damage within your gut lining. And this is what I want you to get at is, yes, there's a correlation in the research, particularly with gluten and with PCOS, but it's because there is actually an issue with the gut lining and that that is causing a problem with the PCOS and the, and the inflammation that triggers these symptoms. So again, it's, it's probably not that you have an issue with gluten itself, it's that you have an issue with healthy digestion. And on top of that, if that is causing inflammation, we also have to look at our polyunsaturated fats, which are fats like canola oil. This is extremely inflammatory in our body and even has effects on our insulin sensitivity. So these are things that are causing underlying root issues that are showing up as a gluten intolerance. So let's talk now a little bit about Dairy, because those two seem to be lumped together. I see people saying, cut out gluten, cut out dairy, creating this restrictive approach. And I'm just going to put this here as well. A lot of women that have this restrictive approach around cutting out gluten and dairy already are in a negative mindset around dieting because they're not seeing results for the work they're doing. They're trying these restrictive diets, they're fasting, they're cutting out all these foods, which is not sustainable. So oftentimes when people are saying, you know, let's cut out dairy, they're saying that it's because dairy triggers IGF-1, which is an insulin-like growth factor. But we also need to understand that IGF-1 is an insulin-like growth factor. It's not actually the same as insulin. And we also need to really look at the types of dairy that are being consumed. Um, are you consuming pasteurized dairy, homogenized dairy, grass-fed, conventional, raw, low-fat? Um, these all are going to play a role on how your body consumes it. And the truth is, some people will have issues um, digesting dairy and with gluten. And I'm not saying that's not true. And if that's the case, we may need to remove them from your healing protocol. But I just have a major problem with people that cut this out right away without looking at all the other pieces. And a lot of times when people do have issues with dairy, it's because of a thyroid stress, lack of lactase, which is the enzyme that breaks down dairy, or the casein is slowing down your digestion. And women with PCOS tend to have slower digestion as it is. But this doesn't mean that we need to demonize these foods. And truth be told, when you look at the research, it's largely inconclusive around the fact that you need to cut out gluten or dairy. So looking at the evidence, it is not necessary to cut these out. There's no conclusive evidence out there saying that you should. In fact, there's even research saying that full fat dairy is shown to improve fertility. And this is why I have so many major problems with the um, 
miscommunication and just the conception that a lot of women come into with PCOS and being misinformed and not really having the true knowledge around what they should do for their body. So if you have lactose intolerance, that's largely due to the inability to digest a specific sugar in dairy. Um, and this requires you to have the enzyme lactase. Now, a casein or a whey sensitivity is the body reacting to foreign proteins that are leaking into the bloodstream. So if you already have kind of a leaky gut from the inability to break things down, um, if you have a leaky gut from eating the wrong types of gluten that irritate your gut, then yes, these might leak into your intestinal barrier and cause an intestinal barrier breakdown, which then allows milk proteins to enter your digestive system or react to the milk proteins that are denatured through heavy pasteurization. So it's the denaturing of these enzymes that's often causing a problem as well. And this is why when you look at like a more natural form of dairy, like raw dairy, it's very easy for your body to digest because it still contains lactase enzymes, which help you break down lactose. But if that's not the right option for you or you can't get access, um, it is still possible to regain your ability to digest pasteurized milk. Um, and the main reason I'm getting at here, same with gluten, same with dairy, the reason people can't digest it is not because that food is like bad for them, but rather that your gut is constantly irritated and we need to address your gut health and the gut irritation to optimize your health. And this is usually caused by an excessive amount of plant fibers. So if you're eating tons of nuts and seeds um, or way too many raw vegetables or undercooked cruciferous veggies like kale, like broccoli, beans or grains, this can be really problematic for our inflamed gut. And if you're experiencing a lot of bloating with PCOS, it's because your gut is inflamed. It's because you may have a leaky gut. It's because you have slow digestion. And ultimately, if we can reduce these foods that cause irritation, it's going to heal up almost all of your digestion problems. Now, the next is going to be looking at your hormone balance and if you're ovulating. So again, women with PCOS tend to have irregular cycles, which means they're not ovulating. If you're not ovulating, you're not producing progesterone because progesterone and ovulation go hand in hand. So if you're not ovulating and you're progesterone deficient, you may find that that dairy is a problem food until you're able to work on these imbalances. So we may initially, in your starting protocol, have to remove these things, but it doesn't mean you can't add them back in. And if there's a bacterial overgrowth in your small intestine, it can also aggravate those microvilli and really cause them to break down. So what we need to do is address your gut health, but realizing that a lot of your dairy or your dairy alternatives have sneaky gums, thickeners, synthetic vitamins that are really hard on an already irritated gut and burdened liver. So this is really digging deep into the root of why these issues are happening in the first place. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but so many women are swapping out their regular milk, having their almond milk, thinking they're doing the right thing. 
but almonds can cause so much digestive distress because they're high in oxalates. And what oxalates are are basically anti-nutrients. Think about it like this, okay? When you have a nut or a seed, the whole point, like evolutionary, is that that seed is going to get eaten, remain intact through the digestive system, and then transfer to move somewhere where the animal would then poop it out and it would plant into another tree. The whole point of nuts is that they don't get digested. So these oxalates inhibit nutrient absorption, slow down digestion, cause bloating, cause irritation in your gut. Not only that, but almonds are disproportionately high in omega-6 compared to omega-3s. And we need the right ratio of omega-6 to omega-3s to prevent inflammation. So that means almonds are two ways inflammatory. And not only that, but almonds and all nuts in general are a lot harder to digest and take a major toll on your digestive system. And they contain fatty acids that are not heat stable. So we want to think about having heat stable fats and almonds are not one of them. So especially if you're having almond milk heated up, I would really reconsider that. Um, and just showing that maybe trying to cut out the dairy isn't always the solution here. Now, research has shown that if you have lactose intolerance, this is not the end of the world for you because most people can actually regain it back um, within about two weeks, as long as you are exposing yourself consistently. So if this is something you want to consider, maybe start with having a few sips of goat's milk, which is lower in lactose um, than other milks or cow's milk daily with a meal as your body kind of starts to adjust to this. And my bottom line here is I'm not trying to confuse you. I know you're trying to do everything right to manage your PCOS and you've probably been told dairy is the, the enemy. And I'm not saying it, it isn't gonna help you initially if you do wanna try removing it, but realizing that's not a long-term solution. And the research around dairy and gluten with PCOS is largely inconclusive. There's not enough evidence to point in either direction, meaning that you don't have to cut that out and we really need to focus on the important things instead of trying to restrict ourselves and cause this binge restrict cycle, which so often happens. Again, the people with the gluten and dairy problems tend to be actually that we need to address your gut health um, before removing foods. And if you do plan to start reincorporating dairy in or keeping it in your diet, the best types to go for are going to be A2 dairy, raw milk, grass-fed organic milk, or full-fat dairy because full-fat dairy has been shown to improve fertility in women with PCOS. And end of the day, there's one take all you can get. Let's minimize those processed foods, minimize those polyunsaturated fats like canola oil, really remove like raw cruciferous veggies, um, additives in your nut milks, because those are going to be hard on digestion. And really think back to eating as simple and, and healthy and, and natural as you can. And that's where your body's ultimately going to thrive. And I really think when we see a lot of increases in hormonal issues in women these days, it's because of the increasing use of things like canola oils in our food system. And, and there's tons of other things I could go into, but I don't want to blob on forever today. I do want to keep this fairly short and sweet. So that's all I have for you today around why gluten and dairy is or isn't good or bad for PCOS. 
really diving into the science, but also some application and making you realize that you have to do what feels right for you. And that tends to be really digging deeper than just cutting out foods in the first place. So if you have any questions at all, please, of course, reach out. I'm always here to support you. And, and it's all about in Thrive for Life, finding the right PCOS management system system for you and your body and what is going to ultimately allow you to thrive long term without restriction, without cutting gluten, without cutting dairy, so that you can eat the food you love.